It's Friday, December the 31st, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Biden and Putin exchange threats, and better news on Omicron. First, the world in brief. President Joe Biden and his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin, exchanged warnings over the crisis in Ukraine during a phone call on Thursday. Mr Biden threatened, quote, serious costs and consequences if Russia did not de-escalate tensions with Ukraine. In return, Mr Putin warned America that imposing sanctions would be a, quote, colossal mistake that could rupture ties between the two countries. The South African government said that the country's latest COVID-19 wave, driven by the Omicron variant, had subsided and it would be easing restrictions. In America, daily COVID cases soared to a record high, but the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said that relatively few people are being hospitalised or dying as a result of Omicron. Israel approved fourth doses of the COVID vaccine for immunocompromised people. Officials are still mulling whether to offer them to the general population. On Monday, the country began testing second booster shots in healthcare workers. Results from that trial are expected within two weeks. Separately, America is expected to authorise boosters of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for 12 to 15-year-olds next week. A jury in New York convicted Ghislaine Maxwell, a British socialite, of recruiting and grooming underage girls for sexual abuse by Jeffrey Epstein, a financier and her longtime companion, between 1994 and 1997. She was found guilty on five of six charges, the most serious of which carries a maximum penalty of 40 years' imprisonment. Her lawyers said that they will appeal against the verdict. Epstein committed suicide in jail in 2019 while awaiting his own trial. JetBlue, an American airline, cancelled about 1,280 flights through January the 13th owing to COVID-related staffing shortages. Thousands of travellers had had their plans scuppered since Omicron cases spiked around Christmas. On Thursday, over 1,000 flights to, from or within America were axed. Storms in the Pacific Northwest were also partly to blame for recent disruptions. Australia's former Parliament building in Canberra was set alight by protesters during a demonstration for Aboriginal rights. The fire was put out quickly, but charred the entrance and front door. There have been ongoing protests at the site in the capital for several weeks. The Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, said he was, quote, disgusted and appalled by the attack. And fact of the day. 1,100, the number of rooms in Turkey's new presidential palace. Ordinary Turks, meanwhile, must cope with increasingly grim economic news. President Recep Tayyip's insistence on the central bank's slashing interest rates has triggered a currency crisis. And now here's today's agenda. The world in 2022. Trying to keep it cool. This week we are looking ahead to next year's big stories. Today, what will emerge from the fields of science and technology? If the world is getting too hot, why not offer it some shade? 
The dust and ash volcanoes release into the upper atmosphere is known to have a cooling effect. Mount Pinatubo's eruption in 1991 cooled the Earth by as much as 0.5 degrees C for four years. Solar geoengineering would do the same thing deliberately. This is hugely controversial. Would it work? How would rainfall and weather patterns be affected? And wouldn't it undermine efforts to curb greenhouse gas emissions? In 2022, a group at Harvard intends to conduct a much-delayed experiment called Scopex. It involves launching a balloon into the stratosphere with the aim of releasing up to 2 kilograms of calcium carbonate and then measuring how it dissipates, reacts and scatters solar energy. Proponents argue that it is important to understand the technique which could buy the world more time to cut emissions. Whether the test goes ahead or not, expect controversy. The world in 2022. Setting sites for medical treatments to come. The desperate burst of enthusiasm for developing vaccines has led in promising new directions extending beyond the pandemic. Rather than relying on complex and time-consuming fermentation processes to produce drugs, mRNA therapies like those employed by the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine instead turn the recipient's own cells into drug factories. Vaccine makers predict that within 15 years, one-third of all newly approved drugs will be based on mRNA. A new jab for malaria should be rolled out in sub-Saharan Africa towards the end of 2022. New therapeutics for diseases of the brain and the blood are also on the way. An Alzheimer's drug made in 2021 has reinvigorated interest in therapies for dementia and other neurological disorders, even if the efficacy of the first such treatment is still in doubt. Other forms of neurodegeneration are next in the dock. The year ahead should yield giant strides in treating haemophilia and other blood disorders too. The world in 2022. New methods for observing the universe. The year ahead promises tantalising new glimpses of the universe's fundamental forces at scales never seen before. The Large Hadron Collider a particle accelerator in Geneva, has been out of action since 2018. Engineers have been upgrading its cathedral-sized detectors, enabling them to carry out experiments with even greater precision. After restarting in March 2022, the LHC will zoom in on the Higgs boson, which it helped discover in 2012, to measure its properties more finely than ever focusing on puzzles left unfinished by the standard model of particle physics. Chief among those is dark energy, the substance that seems to push the universe apart. It accounts for 70% of the cosmos, yet presents a mystery to physicists and astronomers alike. The latter still bring out the big guns. In October 2022, from a mountaintop in Chile... The new Vera C. Rubin Observatory will prepare to snap supernovae far and wide, enough to show the forces exerted by dark energy itself. The world in 2022. Space tourism keeps taking moonshots. 
The past year was a stratospheric success for space tourism after a succession of billionaire-backed efforts shot civilians into the skies. Sir Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic just beat Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin to the edge of space in July, with both billionaires riding in their own spacecraft on suborbital trips. In September, Elon Musk's SpaceX sent four passengers on an orbital cruise around the Earth. All three firms hope to fly more tourists in 2022. Virgin Galactic is not expected to fly again until the second half of the year, while it modifies its vehicle to make it stronger and safer. But SpaceX has done a deal to send tourists to the International Space Station, and Blue Origin has planned more flights, though it is not said when or how many. The new year promises to be the first in which more paying passengers go into space than do government employees. Next up, the moon. Winter quiz, the winners of week three. Thank you to everyone who took part in this week's quiz. The winners chosen at random from each continent were Asia, Ashwini Kuma, Bangalore, India. North America, Dave Detweiler, Austin, United States. South America, George Goddard, Mexico City, Mexico. Europe, Christopher Vilbo Hansen, Oslo, Norway. Africa, Naren Narismulu, Durban, South Africa. Oceania, Richard Friend, Brisbane, Australia. They all correctly guessed the answers of a bridge, the Uno, hearts, and solitaire. The theme connecting them all. They are card games. Stay tuned next week for another round of our winter quiz, or as one reader correctly pointed out, summer quiz, for those in the Southern Hemisphere. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Marshall McLuhan, who died on this day in 1980. Only puny secrets need protection. Big secrets are protected by public incredulity. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.